the addiction podcast point of no return brought to you by narconon suncoast hello jason hello joni how's it going it's going good we're we're here again and this is episode number 46 i believe we are closing in on a year and getting closer um, day by day yep Week by week. <laughs> getting, getting closer week by week. And our downloads continue to um, increase. And um, I think we wanted to address a lot of feedback that we've gotten from our last podcast. So this is going to be Joni and Jason talking about Kratom Part 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, I think we actually have to... What's the word I'm looking for? We have to actually like address this. Yes. Because the feedback that we got was it's kind of a mixed bag. We right. had people that agreed with our viewpoint. We had people that absolutely did not agree with our viewpoint. Right. And what I need everyone to understand is we're not here to tell people that they're wrong for choosing to use Kratom. Here's where I'm at with it. Okay. We really don't know what it is yet. Oh, okay. We know what it is. It's a plant. Yes. It's part of the coffee family. Yes. Like we get that. Um, it acts on the brain like an opiate, meaning it's like an opioid, according to the FDA. And so I feel like people need to make more like ha- have all the information at hand, have it make an educated decision about if they're going to take it or not, because what got people into addiction in the first place is not doing your research and making an educated choice on what you're going to do. Right. Like when I first did cocaine, I didn't like research it and try to figure it out and think, play the pros and cons, but I just did it. I, it, was, it was something I did on a whim. Right. And I took it at the advice of a friend that this is something that make you feel good and went off from there. I don't want people to make the same mistake they made with methadone and suboxone with Kratom because I don't think people did their research before taking those drugs because when you're desperate and you don't feel well and you've got a major problem, it's really, really easy to have a doctor say, okay, well, you just take this and you'll be okay and for you to say, okay, fine, give it to me. Right. Without researching it. Right. Like I talked to people all the time that were like, if I had known what Beyond Suboxone was really going to be like, I never would have taken it. Right. Had I known the withdrawals were going to be 10 times worse than heroin, I never would have taken it. If I had known that my doctor actually had no plans on tapering me off it, I never would have taken it. If I had realized that, you know, I'd be on this for the rest of my life, my doctor just told me after six months of being on it, I never would have taken it. And with methadone, it was real similar. People were like, If I knew this stuff was going to make my teeth fall out, I never would have taken it. If I knew all these nasty side effects and how I have to go to medical detox, be medically withdrawn and supervised coming off this, I never would have taken it. I don't want people to have that same thing happen with Kratom. The thing is, I feel like people should make an educated choice on what they're going to do and what they're going to put in their bodies. And the fact of the matter is we don't know too much about it yet. Right. We're like guinea pigs. Right. And I I think that's that's what concerns me more than anything else is that... You know, we just don't know what the long-term effects are of Kratom, and maybe there there aren't any bad ones. There might not be. But every time I watch TV, there's some class action suit against some drug that was the wonder drug for irritable bowel syndrome or eczema or depression or arthritis pain, and now there's some class action lawsuit because it, you know, it killed somebody. Right. So... I mean, make no mistake there, you know, some of the people who, who responded to on the Facebook page to this particular podcast, they said, Hey, you know, Kratom, you know, is the best thing since sliced bread. And it, it helped me solve this problem and that problem and the other problem. Great. We're not saying you're wrong for taking it. We're really not. We just want you to be fully educated when you do that. And for anybody else that's considering taking it 
to be fully educated because there have been some negative occurrences that happen because of Kratom, you know, may not happen to you guys who are listening and who, you know, who are upset with us for saying what we said last week, but there have been people who've um, died. There have been. From Kratom. And I'm not, you know. We're not making it up. It's actual, it's actual data. It's actual information that's out there. We just, we don't, I don't think we have enough to think with yet because we don't know where the Kratom thing is going to lead us. Right. We don't know. It could, it it could, you know what? I would be more than happy to kind of eat crow in like two years from now. And it's the greatest thing ever. It's the solution to everything. It worked. There's no negative side effects. People aren't experiencing, you know, fallout from taking it and they get sober. Awesome. Right. Okay. Right. But we, I don't know if it's going that direction. Right. There's lots there's of, not enough research done on it And there's it a lot yet. of conflicting evidence yes. that this is either okay for you and not okay for you. But believe me, I get the people out there that are like, well, the FDA is saying this. Like, who are the FDA? And I get that. Yeah. They approved OxyContin. Yeah. The FDA has definitely approved some things that I personally find questionable. Me like, too. Like OxyContin. Hey, like Ritalin. Prozac. Ritalin. Well, yeah, lots of other stuff. <laughs> And, you know, had if you think about it, had the FDA looked at OxyContin and said, we probably shouldn't approve this, imagine what the world would have ended up like with exactly. no OxyContin, with exactly. relatively no opiate epidemic. We never know. So I get people have a mistrust for that agency. Right. I do understand. So it. now when they come out and say Kratom is an opioid, then there's a like, well, why would we believe the FDA? But we're just the sheep. If we just follow what they say, we're just sheeple is what they call them. We're just following, right. you know blindly governmental agencies that don't have our best interest in mind and it's like okay i, I got it <laughs> yeah i do get it it's just like what they said is that it acts on the central nervous system like an opiate which exactly. means it would be an opioid it's not derived from um opium puppy puppy so yep. i mean it's not an opiate but i mean they're they're trying to make sure in my eyes, and you all can tell me if I'm wrong, I think they're trying to make sure we don't blindly take something that we don't know what it is and end up hurting ourselves. Right. Because I do believe the government, at the end of the day, is there to protect us yep. in certain aspects and is there to make sure we don't make some really bad decisions on things. And so that's why the government's there. And so people think and when it comes to Kratom and people get fired up. I wrote a, <laughs> I wrote a Kratom, Kratom blog a couple of weeks ago and people get fired up. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of comments because this is something people are really emotionally attached to. Yes. It's like, like we said last week, it's like medical marijuana. People get really emotional about this. Right. And I don't think, I think we need to stop the argument of like, no, I'm right. Kratom's good. And the other person's like, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Kratom's bad. I don't think it needs to be about that. It's not black or white. It's not black or white. No. I don't think it needs to be a who's right in this who's wrong in this it's just the fact of okay so there's this thing right and it's in the middle of our society and we don't really know what it is yet and some people go up and taste it and touch it and say no this is good other people say no this is bad and everyone wants to fight with each other right and it's like whoa hold on we don't know what this is yet. We don't have enough data. We don't have enough information. Who knows that in three or two years from now, this is going to be the most awful thing 
to have ever come into our society or the greatest. Yeah. It could go either way. I, you know, when I was saying that we don't know what it is yet and we got all these conflicting sides, remind me of the movie, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. And the thing lands and no one knows what, quite what it is right. yet. It's, <laughs> it, I feel like it's like that because whether it's good or it's bad, I still always will say the answer to addiction is in treatment. It's in long-term treatment. Right. It's in getting to the root of a person's addiction and getting off everything. And living drug-free. Because here's the thing. You can't you can't stay on a drug for your entire life. Right. Like like methadone wasn't designed to be on for the rest of your life. Right. Methadone was a detox drug. And the same thing with uh, Suboxone. You can't stay on Suboxone for the rest of your life. That's Eventually, right. you're going to have to come off it because your body is not going to be able to withstand staying on it. Or you're going to start getting negative consequences. Suboxone was initially an acute withdrawal medication. And then it started being prescribed long-term off-label. As a way of, oh, handle your cravings. Yep. You can't stay on Kratom for the rest of your life. You, I don't you think just, you can. You just can't. Your body's not designed to like constantly take in stuff like that. You can't. You can't. So what happens when you come off the Kratom? If you don't right. go to treatment and you don't handle your issues, like what are you going to, what then? Right. So you're just going to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, want, I, I don't know, people I, stop. I don't either. And that's, that's, that was the one question I was going to bring up is, um, you know, the people who, you know, swear by Kratom as, you know, really helping them with their addiction to more dangerous drugs like opioids or what have you. Okay, but now are they in a position where they have to take Kratom forever? Or is that the right. mindset? And I and I really worry about what the long-term effects of something that hasn't been fully researched. But and that's the are. thing. We're thinking very short-term here. Yeah. People are thinking, oh, well, for right now, I can get off heroin and take Kratom. Yeah. It's like, okay, got it. What about two years from now? Can you stop taking the Kratom? What about can, you ten- just, can you just stop? Or what about 10 years from now? Right. What about 15 years from now? I mean, if people are in their, if people are in their 30s or their 40s and they handle their opiate addiction by getting on Kratom, it's like, but what's your plan? Right. You can't just plan to be on it forever. One, you don't know that's going to be around forever. What happens if it just disappears one day? Right. The other thing is, it's like, it's not handling anything as far as your your issues. Like, I had lots of issues. I was a drug addict. I had lots of issues that existed before drugs, and drugs became a, a solution to those issues. Right. If I never handled those, I'd still be on drugs. I feel or maybe like, Kratom. Or, or maybe at on this Kratom. Point, but, I feel, but I feel like, you know... The answer is not just like, well, let me find, okay. Some let me people, find a some, new let, substance that is more healthy and whatever. Le- that has less impact on my life. Right. I don't necessarily think that mindset's a bad idea. Let me, it, it's called harm reduction. It's like, right. oh, well, let me try, right. let me try right. something that's like, that's less bad. It's right. like vaping. Vaping is type of harm reduction right. for cigarettes. Vaping Narcan is, is harm reduction. If somebody's dying, you give them Narcan and then they don't die. Right, right. But like with vaping, it's like it's it's the only thing I can draw parallel to was eat like e-cigarettes. It's been around since like 2005, so right. in the grand scheme of things, not that long. And you've got two sides. You've got people who are like, "This is way better for you than cigarettes," and then you've got other people that are like, "How do you know that?" Because it's not been around long enough, and there's not long-term studies done. We don't really know what it is. And then you've got you've literally got almost the same argument that we have with kratom. People are like, "Well, this is obviously better." And other people are like, well, "It's not. It's just we don't know how bad it is yet. It's still not good for you. We just don't know how bad it is yet." And with kratom, it's like the same thing. And funny enough, kratom is sold in e-cig shops, and it's like, oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, 
But the thing is, you're playing Russian roulette with your health because the long-term effects are not known. I mean, how long did it take to discover that there was any tie between smoking and lung cancer? Right. You know, probably decades, you know? So... I mean, my mom used to tell me we didn't know smoking was bad for us. I was like, wait, hold on. You, How did you think that lighting a plant on fire, inhaling the smoke was not going to be bad for you to some degree? They didn't know that it was cancerous. That, that was That's for, tr- that's that for sure. That? But they did. But, you know, a lot of people ended up with different kinds of lung diseases from smoking. Sure. So, you know. And the, the thing that I think might be okay with the FDA kind of regulating Kratom is at least we know we won't get weird bad batches of stuff that's been adulterated or tinkered with or I mean there's been stories of of, of Kratom with morphine being added to it. it not that that happens a lot but there's been stories about that I'm not right. making I'm not making that up there's been right. stories where Kratom has been adulterated yep. and changed and added to and laced or whatever um at least it puts some regulation on it so we don't get something that could actually really hurt you severely. I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea for the FDA to regulate it. I don't know if it's a solution, but I don't know that's not a solution. The whole big thing here, and we've discussed this, right? it's a big unknown. Right. I don't think any substance for another substance is a good way to... It's not a good way to go about treatment. You, you can't just substitute one thing for another and expect your addiction to go away because your addiction just shifts to something different. Right. It's like saying, well, I, it's like I had a friend that quit smoking and started chewing gum. But now he's addicted, he's addicted to chewing gum and he can't give it up because as soon as he stops chewing gum, like compulsively, he wants to have a cigarette and it's like, he never handled it. Right. Right. Same, it's, it, it, you know, it, whether it's kratom, whether it's suboxone, whether it's heroin, meth, cocaine, it's being done as a solution to something or a crutch, if you will. And, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just the case. It's like, if you, you know, if you have a horrible job or horrible family or whatever, and the only way you can get through the evening is to drink a six pack of beer. Hey, you know that (laughs) it's a a crutch, you know, It's 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 an addiction. And, and, you know, if, if Kratom gets you off of earlier drugs and then you can stop taking Kratom, that's one thing because you've handled whatever your issues were for right. getting onto opioids or whatever in the first place. Mm-hmm. Great. But if, if Kratom has now become something that you have to have and you need on a daily basis for the unforeseeable future, I, I'm, I, I don't know what to say. Well, you know? Yeah. And what I, was really telling to me was last year when they banned it temporarily in Florida and they pulled, they had to pull it off all the shelves and I was getting like panic stricken phone calls from people over at Narconon that were like, I don't know what to do. I'm really, really sick. I don't feel good. I'm going to end up back on heroin. I, I, I need my creator. I need to figure something out. I don't know what to do. That kind of panic when the, when the substance went away is very telling to me that if you, if you can't just stop taking it, exactly. if, you, if you go from heroin to Kratom, you can't just stop taking it without some sort of plan because um, you take the Kratom away, you still got your addiction there. And the and I literally had a guy that's like that was saying to me, he's like, I'm either going to go to rehab or I'm just going to go back to heroin because I can't stand the way I feel right now and I, everything's kind of moving in on me. I need I need I need to get out of this right now. And I was like, okay, well, I think treatment's obviously the best option. Yeah, don't go back to heroin, go but get heroin. rehab, right? But um. 
you know, I, I just, that kind of panic just showed me that it's just like, okay, so people need to have a plan. Yeah. So say you decide to take Kratom. Yep. Okay. But what's your plan to treat your addiction? Because too often, I think the line gets a little blurred between the problem is the drugs or the problem is what underlies the drug use, which are your actual issues. Some people believe, well, if I just get off the drug, I'll be fine. And that's not at all what addiction is. Right. I always tell people, you know, when a person is using drugs compulsively, it's it's symptom of a bigger problem. It's just a symptom. It's like when you're, you have a cold and your nose gets stuffy, it's a symptom that you're getting sick. Right. When you're using drugs, it's a symptom of your life has gotten out of control because you don't know how to handle X, Y, and Z. Yep. That underlies it. And the, yep. and, and the drug use is just the outward appearance of your issues. And people can be like, oh my God, okay, you need help. You, there's something wrong. Right. So if you want to take Kratom to come off heroin, cool. But what are you going to do to get off the Kratom? What are you going to do to actually handle your addiction? Because I don't believe that most people, I believe there's probably some, but I don't believe most people would be able to go from heroin, go to Kratom, Stop taking Kratom and everything's going to be okay. Because yeah, there's when probably you, a small percentage of people that can do that. I'm but sure I, there are. but I just, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, the people who are writing in and saying, oh, Kratom is the best thing since sliced bread and it's helped me. Great. Can you stop? And now they may go, why do I need to stop? Well, okay. But you know? A, but I, like I said before, I think it's very narrow minded to say, well, do I need to stop? It's like, uh, I mean, are you going to take it for the rest of your life? I've actually said that to someone and they went, maybe I'm the type of person that I, I can't feel like I'm dependent on something that much. I have to take it for the rest of my life to function. Yeah. I don't, none of these things are designed to do that. But I wonder if that comes out of the viewpoint. Cause I had somebody say this to me yesterday, um, out of the viewpoint that addiction is a disease. Well, it's out of the viewpoint. And an uncurable disease. And if you think it's an uncurable disease, then yes, the mindset is probably, I will take Kratom until I die. Right, but it's also the viewpoint that got you addicted to drugs in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Because it's easier to confront, well, I'll just stay on it for the rest of my life, yeah. than I have to detox from it. I have to go to treatment. And I have, I have to handle my issues. And I have to, I have to, yeah, to, I have to confront more. my life and handle the to, issues that but, put me on drugs in the first place or got me on drugs in right, the first place. Right, but it's in a very addiction-based viewpoint that to say, well, I'll just stay on it. And I'll, yeah. I'll be fine. I just I won't have to do anything else. I won't have to deal with it. I won't have to. I'll just stay on it, whatever, and it's done. I don't have to think about it. That's the same That's the same kind of addicted thing. I call it addicted thinking. It's yeah. kind of addicted thinking that gets you started on drugs and continuing on drugs is that well, this is fine just right now. I just need to do one more and I'll be fine. I'll be able to like function and it's going to be okay. And, you know, I know I can't take this for the rest of my life, but at least for today, I'm like, I'll just get high and I'll be fine. I'll go to work and I'll make more money. And you, you kind of get into that. Yeah. And um, I think people really need to make plans for the future if you're going to decide to take Kratom. And I'm not going to shame you or tell you you're wrong or tell you, you know, shame on you for taking this. It's like, okay, so if you decide to do that, what is your ultimate goal? What is your ultimate plan? Because you have to have one. Because Kratom popped on the scene and can pop off the scene just as quickly. It showed up out of nowhere one day to right. me. And when you first noticed it, it's like it came out of nowhere. And now this, it's flooded in every, in every city, in every state across the country. It's everywhere. Right. It could go away just as quickly. Yep. So, so, so then what? And exactly. so people have to have a plan. You have to figure out where you're going to go with this thing because I don't know. I just, I don't, I just, we don't have enough information on this. We That's, don't know what this, we don't know which direction this is going to go in. 
and it could be the worst thing or the best thing that ever happened in our society as far as the drug epidemic goes. The fact is, we don't know. Yep. So if that you're is gonna, the bottom line. There could the, be some type of cancer that's going to come out of, you know, the taking of kratom. I mean, who knows? And so, you know, as you said earlier, you know, we're a bit guinea pigs on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're, we're willing, but we're willingly being guinea pigs. Yeah, exactly. We're willingly taking this stuff, saying, yep. "Yeah, I really don't know what's going to happen, but maybe this will help." Maybe it won't. Yep. But I'm willing to give it a shot. That's a, you're taking a calculated risk. Yep. And you're similarly with Suboxone. There are people the same way that think that Suboxone saved their lives and they're just going to take it forever. Did you see the uh, write-up that was, uh, I don't remember where I got it from, that talks about some people trying to get off of Suboxone? Uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. This is, so there's three different ones here. This guy, I'm totally changing the subject That's to fine. Suboxone. No, I think we have We've killed got- Kratom today. Anyway, I'm trying to get off Suboxone right now. The depression is horrible. I regret this stuff. Getting off everything else was easy. I was never on heroin, only Oxys and Xanax. I got myself... I got off myself after a 20-year addiction. I regret starting Suboxone. And this person says, I've tried to get off Suboxone. It's nearly impossible. I hate being like this. And yes, I know I'm a slave to this chemical opiate. After a solid week of hellish withdrawal, I caved in and got back on Suboxone. I had no idea what bad shape my body was in and how addicted I was until I quit. I was told I wouldn't feel better for quite a time as the withdrawal can last 40 years days Mm -hmm. do you hear me 40 full days makes you feel like you're literally dying without it worst detox i ever had was coming off suboxone and i was a junkie for 12 years it's a joke to call this rehab it's switching one addiction for another this is not me saying this is not jason where are these coming from um i think i got these i think i got these off the narconon blog okay yep To be honest, Suboxone ruined my life. My doctor had me prescribed for almost seven years. In those seven years, I relapsed at least once a year, but most likely more. I knew that if I didn't take a sub, they call it, a sub for a few hours, I could sniff some dope. Suboxone was a crutch, a filler. One day, the last time I said, screw this, I don't want to do subs or dope anymore. So I detoxed myself from everything. Detoxing from Suboxone is the worst I was in and out of the hospital six times in two weeks for IV fluids and comfort meds like clonidine and muscle relaxers so I could sleep. For three and a half weeks, I didn't move from my mother's couch, didn't eat, barely slept. Long story short, Suboxone is the root of all evil. (laughs) Now, it's not me saying that. I'm just telling you. Eventually, you will have to detox from them. And I can tell you firsthand, it won't be easy. Suboxone is nasty. Yep. And here's the thing. Most of these people didn't get warned by their doctor. Now look, before I put you on this medication, just so you know, it's going to be a harder withdrawal than heroin. It's going to be a worse withdrawal than heroin. It's going to be more difficult to get off this drug. And I can't promise that you will get off it ever. And once again, I wonder if 10 years down the line or even five years down the line, there's going to be some big class action suit from people whose body parts are dying because of Suboxone. You know, it's like... I think there's enough evidence out there that Suboxone is terrible Mm -hmm. for people not to newly decide to go on it. But every day we get calls and people come into the center who are on Suboxone. And I'm telling you, the withdrawal is is terrible and it's very uncomfortable. But they didn't know it going into it because they might not have done their research before they took it. Right. Because like I said before, it's very easy for the doctor to tell you this will make you feel better. Take it. And you do. 
Right. No questions asked. No second thought. Run right to the pharmacy, fill your script, get home, tear the thing open, take it. And do you feel better like for the moment? Sure, maybe. But you don't really realize what the fallout's going right. to be. And, and here's the thing, Jason. When, when I go online and I want to buy, let's say I want to buy a new microphone to do the podcast. Sure. What's the first thing I do? Read reviews. I look at the reviews. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... no. This now we're talking. That's we're just talking about a piece of electronic equipment, sure. right? So now, whether we're talking about you know suboxone, methadone, or kratom, we're talking about something that could positively or adversely affect your physical health, mental health, spiritual health, significantly for the rest of your life. So all we're saying to everybody who like got all up in arms about what we're saying is we're not saying Kratom's bad. We're not saying Kratom is wrong, but we're saying you need to do the research because we don't know enough about Kratom to know what the long-term effects are. And while you're thinking it's the best thing to help you stay off other drugs, fine, but let's see what happens after five years and you need to come off. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We just don't know. Exactly. And so I want everyone out there to realize that if you're taking Kratom, you're just taking a calculated risk. Right. You're taking a risk of like, this could actually have some major, major, major adverse consequences and, or, or it might, or it might not. We we just, we have to see where this thing goes. And um, I'm sure in the not too distant future, there will be yet another substance that comes out that promises to be the panacea for all that ails you as far as your your addiction goes. It'll be the new miracle drug, the silver bullet, the magic cure, the miracle potion. We're suckers for that stuff. Yep. We're suckers for that quick fix. This will help you now. Yep. This is better than the last thing. Don't take the last thing. This is better. Yep. And, you know, people want to talk about sheeple and she- or sheep people us blindly <laughs> following what the government says, what about the sheeple and the sheep people that are just blindly following it the other way and yep. saying, oh, this is good. This is fine. We should take this. Get off the government stuff. This is better. This is easier. This and is, if, if the government's against might, it, it must be good. But people don't yeah. realize it goes the other direction. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying it's just like you're being sheep following, you know, blindly following whoever. It's like, well, if you think about it, all the people that are saying – the people that say Kratom is bad are the sheep and they're going with the FDA's um, mentality and approach when it comes to this. It goes the other way too. Yep. It's the blind, it's, you're still blindly following other people's advice and opinions on something. You don't know what it is yet. We don't yep. know which way that's going to go, but you are like kind of like sheep going in the other direction. And I guarantee you there's going to be some hateful comments that we're going to get based on what I just said, but it's true. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have like, no, I don't know where else to go with this. It's just I need people to like, just realize you're all grown adults out there. Exactly. You have to make your own choice. And you have to think for yourself, and you have to do your research. You have to make a, you have to make an educated guess on which way to go with things. But that's and, life. And, life is trial and error. And here's the thing: if you've tried kratom and you're taking kratom and it's worked for you, fair enough. Fine. But the truth of the matter is, Jason and I are here to talk about drug-free withdrawal, drug-free lives, drug-free. That includes Kratom. That includes, 
marijuana includes all drugs. That's what we're going after. That's the goal we're going after. You know, if you don't agree with that, fair enough. But that's what we want to see is people completely drug free. Get off everything. Get off everything. To me, here's the thing. To me, that's sobriety. Back in the day, I remember sitting in AA meetings and people were on all sorts of psychiatric drugs. Uh Because when you go to 12-step rehabs, a lot of the time, since they consider it's addictions a disease, you have to treat your mental, like a mental disease, mental disease, you have to treat your mental illness that underlies it, and so you have to take your meds. Fine. I mean, I got put on meds. Everyone in the rehab got put on meds. And I'm sitting around a room looking at, and this person's on antidepressant, and they're on Ritalin, this person's on antidepressant, and they're on Adderall, this person's on a mood stabilizer, and antipsychotic, and also take Xanax, and it's like, nobody in this room is sober. Right. Because you're all still on something. Right. And so I feel like sobriety is like, you don't take drugs, and you don't take any kind of herbal supplements that are have narcotic effects, right. meaning, meaning they can have the potential to get you high. Right. I, I think like being sober is not needing a crutch yep. anymore. It's not needing something to take the edge off or to help you unwind or whatever. That's exactly right. I'm going to say this, and this is so embarrassing. You know what helps me unwind every day? What's that? At the end of the day, coming home, taking a shower, petting my cat and watching Netflix. Yeah. That's what I need. I feel like that's what I need in life. And I, I'm sure people just roll their eyes or just, just think I'm out of my mind. But you get to a point where it's like, when you're sober, you're sober. Right. And the need for substances is gone. Right. You deal with that, what comes up in life. Yeah. And you deal with it yourself. And you mm-hmm. confront it yourself. And you, and you confront and handle the situations that come up. You don't take a pill, take a drink smoke a joint whatever you just you deal with it you know i feel like there's all these little clicks mm-hmm. and i'm part of one of them and you're part of my click there's a <laughs> click over here that's like addiction is a disease and it's like treat your disease and because you're powerless and it's okay it's okay and you have other people over here saying no it's suboxone that's what, you just gotta take your suboxone and it's gonna be fine you got people over here saying just take your kratom and take the kratom it's gonna be fine and you and i are over here cheering in the section of like just come off everything right just stop taking everything right just get off everything and deal with it and right. so we've and got- if anybody finds fault with that please by all means tell us why what what is wrong with being off of all substances altogether and can you honestly say that that isn't the ultimate goal right I mean, the ultimate, at the end of the day, I feel like we all have the same goal in mind. I think just everyone thinks you have to go about it a different way. That's right. At the end of the day, all these little clicks I just talked about, mm-hmm. everyone's goal is to get off drugs. Exactly. Everyone's goal is to have some semblance of normalcy in their life again, to maintain control of their life again, become responsible, contributing members of society. Right. I think that's, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Yep. Here's a point of reality. Amongst all of us, we all want the same thing. Yes. We all want sobriety. We all want to handle the drug epidemic. Yep. We just all have different opinions about how to go about doing it. That's you right. know, but you know what? It's okay. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it makes this thing a little bit more interesting. And the more I feel like the more opinions you have, the more good ideas that can come out of it. If you don't agree with me and Johnny, that's fine. If you could start your own podcast. You could start the Kratom <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Be well, my guest. What I'm saying is that like <laughs> We all have the same common goal. Exactly. We all want people off drugs. We all want people to stop getting high and ruining their lives. Right. And ruining the lives of the people around them. Right. And we all have our opinions on how to go about it. And I don't think one is wrong or more right than the other. We have differences of opinion. It's okay. I'm fine with that. Yep. I'm fine with that. And you know what? We're just going to keep rolling. (laughs) 
We are. <laughs> we're just, I, I don't know. And I think we're going to keep rolling with this and see what happens because it's like, what else can we do? Yep, we are. And I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to let the listeners know that Steve and I have been at the 6th Annual Southeastern Regional Drug Prevention Summit. Mm-hmm. And we did some really good interviews with different people um, and, you know, different takes on the whole uh, drug epidemic that we have and we're going to play some of those interviews for for you we're going to do a couple more tomorrow i think right. and jason and i will listen to them and comment on them and play them for you and we'll be like the peanut gallery exactly we will do that <laughs> and and we are going to keep talking and you know we apologize if we upset people but you know we have a viewpoint and that's the viewpoint that we have and you are more than willing to disagree with us at any time and it's okay yeah because at the end we of the still day, love you we yeah. just want you to be drug free <laughs> That's it. At the end of the day, we all have the same goal. And I want that to really resonate with people out there right now. We all have the same goal in mind. Yep. Exactly. So we'll talk to you again next week. Next week. Okay. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcononsuncoast.org. Narconon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard. 